Well, I am a wannabe sailor, which you can probably tell from the tie that I'm wearing. It's covered in little sailboats. Uh, I love sailing, feeling the, the, pres- the pressure of the, the wind as it pushes the sail, you know, the slap of the waves against the boat, um, just the, the feeling of being out there and the art of adjusting the sail to send the boat skimming across the water. My first call was in Alpena, Michigan, which is a town right on uh, a bay of Lake Huron, way up on the northeast corner of Lower Peninsula, Michigan. Some friends of mine there have a little sailboat, and I went sailing with them around the bay quite a bit, and once even around Grand Island in Lake Superior. One year, a tall ship named the Dennis Sullivan came to Alpena. I got to take a ride on it with 20 other people from town uh, out and around in in the bay for a good portion of the afternoon. It was an amazing experience just seeing those huge sails at work and feeling what it was like to be on a tall ship. For a long time, I have loved reading stories about the high seas, especially about life on man of war sailing ships from the 1800s. Several years ago, a movie came out with Russell Crowe that combined two novels by Patrick O'Brien, Master and Commander and The Far Side of the World. In the movie and the books, whenever danger appears, the call goes out, Clear the decks for action! Every non-essential is quickly packed up and stowed away. Every man hurries to his battle station. The cannon are loaded and run out the gun ports. The slow matches smolder, ready to touch off the guns. Every eye watches intently, ready for instant action. In the gospel reading today, Jesus tells us, be ready for action. Is he telling us to be like the crew of the ship on Master and Commander? Well, Jesus says, Be like slaves who are waiting for their master to return. Be like a homeowner who knows when the thief is coming. Be on the lookout. Be attentive to the world around you. Jesus calls us not to set traps for a thief or set sail on a schooner. He calls us to show up for life and make a difference in our world. He wants us to notice the needs of the people around us and respond to them. To be ready and responsive, Jesus tells us to get rid of anything that might get in the way. Clear the decks. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, Jesus says. Well, how do you guard against greed? By acting generously. Sell your possessions, Jesus says. Give alms. Help people in need. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your treasure is not just your money, but whatever you value. Your investments, your time, your possessions, your family. 
What you do with your treasures affects your heart. It determines the kind of person that you become. Hoarding makes you greedy. Giving makes you generous. In his book, Giving to God, the good news about living a generous life, Mark Allen Powell notes that people often say, give from the heart. But Powell notes, Jesus seemed to speak of something else. Give where you want your heart to be and let your heart catch up. Don't just give to things you care about. Give to things you want to care about. Don't decide the amount of your giving by how much you care, but by how much you want to care. Put your treasure where you want your heart to be, and Jesus promises your heart will go there. Jesus tells a story about a rich fool who hoarded his abundant crops rather than helping others. He built bigger barns so that he could keep everything for himself. His heart was fixed on holding on to his treasure. He never even considered giving his abundance away to people in need. He made plans for a life of ease for himself. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life will be demanded of you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Have you ever noticed that when you try to hold on to something slippery, the tighter you grip it, the more easily it slips through your fingers? The more that you grasp after things, the more they will elude you. Anxiety over money or possessions leaves you distracted and unprepared. Instead, Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will wear. Seek God's kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus says, trust in God. Be diligent. Wait and watch for the Son of Man to return. He will come at an unexpected hour. So be ready for action. Be prepared. This morning, as I got up and looked at the, at the paper, I always open the comics first, I was amazed to find this comic, uh, uh, this comic strip, Marmaduke. There's the thunder and lightning outside their house. Boom, kaboom, and all the rain coming down, and Marmaduke's owner starts pulling on boots and a rain jacket and a hat and an umbrella. And his wife says, Phil, you're not going out in this miserable weather, are you? Of course not. Just doing what every good Boy Scout does. Be prepared. And sure enough, there's Marmaduke with his leash. Be prepared is the Boy Scout motto. Uh, Jesus tells us to be prepared, to be watchful for the storms that we can expect in life. Do you remember hearing about the Boy Scouts who were caught in a tornado at camp in western Iowa five years ago? There was terrible destruction. Here's a picture of one of the cabins that they were sheltering in, just 
blown apart into a pile of rubble. Rescuers had to chop through downed trees just to get into camp. When they arrived, they found the scouts had pulled each other out of the wreckage and given first aid, just as they had practiced a couple days before. Scout Ethan Hessian said, If it had to happen, it's good that it happened at a Boy Scout camp. The interviewer said, Why would you at the age of 13 say such a thing? Hessian replied, Because we were prepared. We knew that shock could happen. We knew that we needed to place tourniquets on wounds that were bleeding too much. We knew we needed to apply pressure and gauze. We had first aid kits. We had everything. The scouts' training and readiness saved lives. I still have a Boy Scout manual at, uh, for reference at home. It teaches all kinds of useful things for camping and first aid. There's no Boy Scout manual for life. Instead, God has given us His Word. 2 Timothy 3 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scripture helps us teach the truth and recognize what is false. It equips us to serve one another and help people in need. But the Bible is not a manual on how to become perfect people. It's a story of struggle among nations and between people and God. The Bible is primarily the story of God at work in the world. It speaks of God creating the world, God coming into the world through Jesus, and God creating and renewing the world in the future. One day, our Lord will return to set all things right. Will we be ready? Some people imagine that Christ will return like a sharp-eyed drill sergeant inspecting a line of soldiers. Is your life ready to stand up to scrutiny? Are you good enough to make it into the kingdom? Do you have what it takes? I don't think anyone does. How could you possibly be generous enough to impress our gracious and giving God? How could you be holy enough or good enough? Even Jesus said, Why do you call me good teacher? There is only one who is good. Asking if we will be ready for God's kingdom to come is a little like asking an ant to get ready for a landslide. Like the ant, we will just get carried along. When Luther wrote in his small catechism about the part of the Lord's Prayer where we pray, Thy kingdom come, he says, God's kingdom comes on its own without our prayer. But we ask in this prayer that His kingdom will also come to us. We can't possibly be prepared enough. We don't pray enough or do enough. We can't earn our way into the kingdom. But God chooses to give 
the kingdom to us. Jesus says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. What Jesus tells us to seek from God, God is more than willing to give. Your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Living in God's kingdom means living under God's reign. Allowing God to be in charge of our lives and our world here and now. It means serving one true master, not being our own masters and commanders. Jesus says slaves should be prepared for their master to arrive unexpectedly. Homeowners should be prepared for a thief to come unexpectedly. How do we prepare for the Son of Man to return unexpectedly? Part of being prepared is to expect it. The slaves work as if their master were already present. The homeowner anticipates a thief and secures his house and treasures. We know Jesus is coming. We are to live as if he were already here. Not building up wealth for ourselves, but giving it away to those in need. When we give ourselves away, we build up treasure in heaven that will not be taken from us. Jesus says that when the master returns and finds his slaves alert, the master will have them sit down to eat, and he will serve them. I have a little pin on my coat uh, from Crossways International that shows Jesus as our servant king, wearing a crown on his head, but kneeling to wash the feet of his disciples. It's a picture of service, and it's what you and I are called to do as well, to kneel in service to our neighbors, our friends, our family, and to people across the world, even in Sierra Leone. Jesus says, be alert, be watchful, look for signs of God's kingdom around you, and join in. When is Jesus coming back? When you least expect it. Even Jesus didn't know when. He said, about that day and hour no one knows except the Father in heaven. The important thing about being prepared is knowing who's coming. Who's coming? A thief? Yes. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Jesus comes to steal our hearts and lives, to make us His own. He said to His disciples, I will come and take you to Myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. Who's coming? Our Master? Yes, a Master who comes to serve. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The prince of heaven has paid a royal ransom for you. Your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. So be ready for action. 
God's action. Remember who's coming. A royal thief who comes to steal our hearts and lives. Our master who serves. Our father who gives you the kingdom. Amen.